0: Coming up, are brand guidelines a waste of time or is there a better way to manage your brand? You're listening to Off to Market with Scott Farley and Hamish Chadwick.
1: I'm Hamish. And I'm Scott.
0: And oh, well, you're going to... Sorry, you're going <laughs> to... Sorry, I'll... Uh, actually, you know what? I'm going to let Scott introduce this.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's taking my thunder again. Yes. Uh, Hamish today is going to speak to you about brand guidelines. Um, Sounds dry. Obviously, there's, uh, it's way out of my field. It's, it's Hamish's area, but I'll do my best to try and extract his knowledge out of him and uh, get you some good, good gold nuggets to, uh, to put in your knowledge base.
0: Oh, okay. Well, you know, you, this is something you'll appreciate, Scott. And, and look, what I want to... In the last couple of weeks I've been finishing off a project uh, for an organisation and I had to do some brand guidelines for them and look I'm quite close to the two people that are managing this particular organisation and uh, I was just being bluntly honest with them and I said look I don't really think these guidelines are going to help in terms of this branding project so we went through, I went through and rebranded this, this uh, organisation. Um, so it was just tightening up their visual image because it had, you know, it looked like it was it was all over the place. Yep. Uh, there needed to be some verbal marketing. So, uh, so this is like nice a cor- big,
1: corporate ID. Uh, it's <laughs> corporate it's, it's, identification. You could call it that.
0: It's a community-based organisation uh, with a quite a sizable. Uh, they're quite recognised. They've been around in their field for a number of years. I think since 1969. But anyway, regardless of that, it doesn't matter. But. They stipulated at the beginning of the project that they wanted brand guidelines and I went along with it because I thought, yeah, I can see what you mean by that. Yes, you can, I'll, I'm happy to do them as part of that project. If that's what you want to include, I'll do it. But I was, at the end of it, I realised who was in control of the marketing moving forward and really, uh, really there is some skill sets within that organisation to manage visual design, but brand guidelines traditional brand guidelines if anyone is familiar with them like if you go back you know i haven't done guidelines since you know since i've done this particular project for about 10 years and there's a reason for that is they're a waste of time i really do think they're a waste of time traditional brand guidelines are not helping helpful because in this day and age media and the platforms that you need to promote on move so quickly that you have to embrace opportunity as it's presented to you Your guidelines are going to have to be a thousand pages long if it's impossible to do brand guidelines for the way platforms are moving Hmm. and the way your media opportunities are also evolving and moving. So you certainly can have... shorter. you have to stay within your
1: own corporate...
0: But you can manage a look. The thing is you can manage a look. But what what I found over the years is you're better off having a good design partner. Uh, and I'm not promoting myself in this because a lot of it is just hard slog work where you've just got to get someone to execute uh, some, whether it's a brochure, whether it's a website, but you need someone that understands your brand in terms of how you want to portray it uh, from a behavioral aspect, also from, uh, the, especially when it comes to the visual side of things, yeah, you can have guidelines that say, I mean, I've seen guidelines that stipulate how many millimeters text has to be away from the edge of a business card. Now, that's helpful, But if you you cannot count for every single situation where that brand is going to be seen, the business card's fine, but once that file is created, it's a digital file, as long as it's adhered to, as no one alters that file, there's no problem. But what do you do if someone comes in and says, oh, we've got a a funny poster design that we really want you to, we've given you an opportunity, and it's it's, uh, an odd shape? You can, the best thing to use there are uh, proportional rules so if your brand, let's just say, incorporates a colour red and a particular shade of red is, is yours, you're better off saying, as part of a rule, 20 or 30% of that area has to be this particular red.
1: Yeah, right.
0: We use this typeface and our logo has to have enough defensive space around it. So uh, you're
1: more guiding the message that you want put out rather than the actual way it's done. Yes. yeah. So
0: you, you've got to work with people that understand, based on what you've had created previously how to progress that. I think a good looking at industrial design, if you look at say the Porsche 911, now the, the Porsche 911 shape hasn't actually changed, a, well, has actually changed a great deal. But if you if you were to take, if someone had only seen the first Porsche 911 ever uh, built and you showed them the new one, there are similarities there which are yep. so, uh, it's, un, it's uncanny how similar they are in terms of just the proportions and the shape and that's what I'm talking about is you don't have to you, you've got an evolution you have well your brand has to evolve brand guidelines can stifle growth because if you've tied that up with policy yeah. because I've seen guidelines work uh, well from a policy perspective in things like franchises I've done a couple of franchise uh, brand guidelines and they're massive documents. Yeah. And they control absolutely everything. But there's a reason for that and there's a there's a, a financial reason which is if you don't follow these guidelines you won't get your subsidy.
1: Yeah. You know, and that's a
0: that's a fair point.
1: Yeah. But for there's certain things have to be locked in, like you know, your PMS colours and all that sort of business, your you know, you don't want to be, people having skewed the logo or proportion of the logo has to remain the same, those sort of things oh, of course. until you make the big change. Yes, but know, what I'm saying is that a lot things, of that stuff is if you're an entre- and this is why I'm, we're talking to entrepreneurs with this
0: uh, program is a lot of that stuff is just obvious. You know, if someone comes to you and says, "Oh, well, actually, I've designed some packaging for you, and I've also tweaked your logo," well, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that you don't need guidelines. You don't need to waste time establishing this A4 document, which is going to sit in your desk yeah. drawer.
1: So, what do you? What do you? How do you do this? And how do you keep a, a company's message on track um, without tying it all down to the millimeter
0: okay well first of all there's, there's two ways to approach this first of all is uh it, when you establish the the brand first up is to make sure you get a good make sure you're happy with i don't treat it as a oh we'll just do some things now and do some things like what i'm yeah I'll, to clarify you have to be happy with what you get designed first up don't sort of settle for what you think is second best in the first instance if you like what you see you can evolve from that point. You don't have to change it. So I'm thinking, talking things like logos, even things like names and taglines. If you can get that, uh, if you're happy with what you have in the first instance, you can then evolve and use people, designers, uh, marketing people that actually understand and won't just sort of come in and uh, recommend change for the sake of change. They'll understand how to evolve an image. That's the most important thing because you, like I was saying before, you can't, uh, you, can't, you cannot account for change with, with guidelines. Guidelines are once you've done them, that's it, you have to either adhere to them or not. And what I'm saying in this episode is, is that those traditional type of guidelines can be a
1: waste of time yeah. because as soon as they're produced, some new opportunity presents itself. So you're more, you're more relating this to a, not, a startup because things are evolving all the time. So if you're talking about an established company like Shell, that might be more pertinent to have a corporate ID folder. Where everything has to be followed suits. Because like a franchise. So it has to be repeated every time it goes out. But you're talking about okay, you're an entrepreneur, you're starting up a business, the market's going to react differently to certain things. You have to need you have to be able to evolve to that thing. It's a bit like with me, a business plan before you have a product is a bit ridiculous. Well it
0: is a little bit like a business plan because yes, you can start off you you have to start off with uh, things like values, you know, key objectives, the market you're going after it's broad because it has to be because if you have more and more
1: tied down the older the company gets i guess
0: that's right and if we go back to jump back to shell yes they control their brand tightly but it's all done uh like if you want to i don't know if you open up a shell service station all that work's been done Mm. so the the area the forecourt the signage everything is uh, has already been determined so that is that is actually the management of that is it's done that's why it's a little bit of a different situation because you've you've uh, predetermined all that and you buy into it and someone comes in and sets it up. So you're following a roadmap. But if you're talking about a new product and a new company, you're better off working with people who I would call design partners and marketing partners. And I use the word partner because if you just look at them as task-driven, then they will just perform a task to the best of their ability. But if you educate them on what your brand actually stands for and what you're trying to represent, then they can help you evolve your brand, yeah, because it's sometimes more important depending on what market you're going into is how things behave. So what I mean by that is how things feel, how things uh, sound, how things uh, you, you know behave when you turn things on, like sounds. You know, we go back to the binocular grease and things yep. like that. Yep. They're key elements that you really you can't. I mean, you can put them into guidelines if you like, but you've really but you got to get people who understand the essence. You know, because sometimes uh, you, if you going to w- look at an existing brand like for instance if you walked into say bmw or uh, audi or you know any one of those brands even fashion labels you can look at their history and say oh okay well i can see my role now is to push the design forward mm. but i can see the history if, if the objective is to keep that equity you evolve it you don't change it and you don't have guidelines really except for things like logos because you have to have the wit to be able to say okay this is how i'm going to forward this message based on the market as a uh, is today how have customers evolved so again i'm just i'm, I'm really just having a go at traditional brand guidelines yeah. here that's what this is all about because some think people the word say is
1: important because obviously you can't chop and change not, you, you have to have some sort of, sort of consistency as a brand you can't chop and change you know t- take a different take a sense of the wind blows a different way you I mean you have to evolve rather than you revolutionize every time you, you do a branding change or whatever you have to evolve it from what you originally started with oh yeah but but this is with. why this is a follow bigger a, follow a path of consistency rather than
0: yes but but okay but well, this is my question is what is consistent what needs to be consistent you know i think what i'm talking about is if, if people know what I've ever seen traditional especially anyone that's worked for a big company will know what brand guidelines are it's this big document nice big dry document it's got You know, very specific rules about logo use and where it can be seen, where it can't be, sizings, and all that sort of stuff. But it doesn't tell you how do you translate that into whatever it is you're trying to do. Where is the consistency required? Because perhaps your business is the consistency needs to be in the way you behave, or if it's if your business is all about say oh you know use the example of. Um, you know, who delivers your product. So if you want to be seen as the fast acting company, the one that's always got the customer in mind, brand guidelines with regards to logo are useless if you choose a supply partner that is slow. Mm. You know, so if you can't deliver something within 24 hours and people expect that, then, you know, again, what are you being consistent with? What do you need to be consistent with? So you have to, there should be then a guideline for that perhaps more so than anything else. So if you're selecting a courier... How fast are they? Oh, they're cheap. Oh, but they're delivered within you know seventy-two hours. Not good enough. So, so that's, not, you... that, that's not how you. That's how not to be consistent in your particular field.
1: So what would you do? You would obviously do guidelines for a broad level. Like you, your message wants to be this. You want to achieve this goal. Um, what what level are you talking when you start putting putting guides in place? I mean, it's still like a brief. It's still like a guide. It is a brief, a but that's what I'm saying. A business is, plan about how to how to message the company.
0: Uh, again, yeah, it all comes down area. to exactly what sort of company you, or sort of brand you want to build and the sort of business that you've got and the sorts of products that you have. So it's all about determining where certain things are seen, like what information is critical to the customer, where does the customer see that message. Probably, that's probably the easiest way to look at it and deal with it is to put. you need to look at it, what you do and what you offer and the value that you provide from the customer's perspective and then look at what needs to be managed consistently from that point rather than looking outward, you have to look inward. You know, because again, you know, if you're, if people don't see your offices, you know, people that purchase from you ultimately, like for instance, we don't, none of us know what Dyson's offices look like, Mm. but their vacuum cleaners look bloody good. So who knows, they might be operating out of a garage. They're not, but it doesn't matter. So managing, say, internal, um, branding, if you like, is not as important as managing how their product actually looks on the shelf, because yeah. that's where it's critical. Yeah. So some companies sort of get uh, you know, over-concerned with some areas of their business where they shouldn't be, because it's not something that's customer-facing, it's not something where customer, the customer sees value. Uh, so you've got to be careful about what you actually manage. So if I come back to, again to this small organization I mentioned earlier, uh, what I've suggested to them is the work that I did use that as the example in the guide, and go from that point. I, I simplified their uh, visual design, put in place some good strong verbal messaging. That has to be used everywhere, mm. but you don't have to have guidelines for that. You have to sort of recognize that that is going to be a critical element moving forward, it needs to be seen on marketing in a particular way, but that was proportional. I couldn't really create, uh, gu- well I could, but I didn't create guidelines to say it has to be, you know so many centimeters off the bottom of something if you just look at what was already done, you then use a design partner or someone internally, like a marketing team to to say, okay, this is our new look. How do we consistently evolve that from, you don't say evolve, but it has to be consistently evolved from that point. Mm. If you don't move quick enough, the guidelines will hold you up because you're constantly checking and saying, hey, that's not exactly how it's in the book. How old's the book? Oh, it's five years old. You know, and I think the great thing is well, i say great. But the interesting thing is, with social media platforms, is every year they uh, tweak their um, you know pixel height and width for certain uh, image requirements for things like Facebook headers and you've got Facebook posts. Like they're always evolving because devices are evolving. Mm. Uh, you know the platforms that you view it on are evolving. You know the resolutions get better. So. You can't create guidelines for those as such, but you can, again, you can create proportional guidelines, but there's also a look that you would already have established if you have that established. You can look at that and say, okay, how do we... The next piece of marketing, how are we judging it based on what we've done previously? How are we getting brand consistency based on that?
1: Okay. So have a message, stick with it, but don't be constrained by design guidelines that will hold you back from evolving Well, to... that's,
0: I suppose that, that, that was my message. I mean, a lot of this message might not... Sorry, this episode might not make, make much sense to people that work in larger companies, but I'm talking more to the entrepreneur here who wants to manage a brand... Don't be fooled into wasting money and time on traditional brand guidelines because they they really will just be sat in the drawer and they won't be used. And whoever's helping you with your design or whoever's designing your website, they'll look at it, but then they'll have to go away and make it up as they go along. So you're better off understanding exactly what sort of values you're trying to promote uh, and what sort of image you need in the marketplace. and you, You have to learn how to judge, I suppose. It's almost like being if you want a bit of a term, an art critic. You have to learn how to judge design and you have to learn how to see what is conforming to what you need, uh, to the values that you're trying to promote and the objective you're trying to achieve and the market you're trying to attract. Uh, So, yeah, again, based on the last episode, that's all part of being an entrepreneur. A lot of skill sets you need to get in tune with and that's why it's better to work with a design partner who will educate you as much as do the work for you Mm. because it's it's critical to be able to analyse what is good design. And that's also based on your market and your, what your customers expect as well. What are their expectations? Yep. What's good design to them? That's, again, you go out and ask someone's opinion. Do you like this logo? Well, from what perspective are they coming at it from? Their own personal taste mm. or from a commercial perspective? Mm. That's, that's very important. Yep.
1: Excellent. Well, thank you very much, Hamish. I hope that's uh, given you a few hints and directions for your startup.
0: Well, yeah, and if anyone's got any questions, leave them in the comments and we'll uh, attempt to answer them when we can. <laughs> <Magic>. <laughs> All right.
1: See cool.
0: you've been listening to Off to Market with Scott Farley and Hamish Chadwick